0: Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. Here's a stoop story from Deville Mark about spending her life chasing the ultimate adrenaline rush. I'm standing in the middle of the parking lot in the Seattle area, watching 18 year olds sliding down the rain drains, falling off the screeching cars, jumping out of the balconies, and shaking my head. I'm still thinking of my mom's voice. You're doing what? It's a stunt training workshop, I say, kind of like the theater classes I've taken before and the martial arts classes and the skydiving. Oops. I never mentioned the skydiving part to my mom. She goes quiet. And if you know my mom, she's never quiet. I am in trouble now. She thinks for a while and then she goes, What does your fiancé think about this whole thing? And I actually did ask him, surprisingly enough, um, what he thought about me going there. And he said, are you actually meaning to say that I have a choice for you to go or not to go? And then he told me that he was hoping I would do whatever in my life that pleased me and that made me happy, which was a much nicer reply than the one I got from my friend at school who said, you do realize there are cheaper and less painful ways to kill yourself, right? At the time, I was seduced by the pictures of um, people driving the cars backwards, falling off the buildings, falling off the galloping horses, and all the other fun stuff. But now that I'm standing in the middle of this parking lot, um, I'm not so sure. Kids around me are behaving as they are on some lunatic asylum early release program, and I am getting really concerned at this point. Jana Stanfield's song, What Would I Do Today If I Was Brave, is playing in my mind, but it keeps getting drowned out by all the screeching tires and the kids rolling around my legs and all the other fun stuff that's going on. And I'm also thinking of the hotel room, my home away from home, for the next three weeks. Um, a very beautiful impression of it as I walk in of the big formation of roaches on the side while practicing for what looks like World Roach Dance-Off competition. <laughs> And um, as I look at them, I'm kind of sort of voting for the second one from the left because he has (laughs) longest antennas on his head and this really beautiful self-confidence that reminds me of Michael Flatley. (laughs) Okay, so I've done plenty of stupid things before, like at age four deciding to jump off the building, pretending to be Mary Poppins and twisting my foot and deciding that it was all due to my umbrella being pink a not correct color blue like the Mary Poppins had, and thankfully not having enough money to go purchase the correct umbrella next day. (laughs) Which probably explains why I'm still here. Then at age six or seven, I moved on to starting an astronaut training center for neighborhood children. (laughs) which consisted of us rolling down the hill in an all-discarded washing machine. We would drag the thing back up the hill and then go rolling all the way down. And then at the bottom, assuming you could come out and still stand on your feet, which was an unusual occurrence by itself, and had things to say, you could give an interview of what the space travel was like. LAUGHTER Were those decisions brave? I don't think so. I was just so in love with life and all the amazing possibilities and I had trouble sleeping at nights because I knew that somewhere something interesting was happening and it was happening without me and that just couldn't be. At around the time I was in graduate school I started thinking of another song by Jaina that I like. It's about the caterpillar in the middle of the chains to butterfly thinking that his life is ending and being really worried about that. And I am, in a way, becoming worried that the fun, little, interesting, exciting being inside me is drowning in the middle of the graduate school and working full-time at the job that would not count as a dream job, no matter which being in the universe you were. (laughs) Later in the workshop, as I stand on the platform as tall as four stories high, my knees shake. And the platform rattles so badly in the wind like it's going to fall down any minute. And my mind screams, you paid money for this. And my throat travels, my stomach travels all the way up my throat and I stand there totally scared to death. And a very interesting thing about doing high falls in stunts, the airbag is actually not underneath you. It's a little bit further down. When you look down, there is nothing except for nice hard cement that's facing you. Because when you fall, you fall kind of on trajectory going like that. So there is no bag there, just the bag further down. And that doesn't give you much confidence, no matter how many hills you've rolled down in the washing machines. <laughs> With my knees shaking there, I remember a talk at the bookstore by Rob Bresny, one of my favorite writer-thinkers, and uh, someone who's also published in Baltimore City paper, his column is, And um, I asked him, I said, how do you know that what you're doing in your life is something that you're meant to do? And instead of answering the wise man that he was, he turned it around and he said, how do you know that what you're doing is the right thing for you? And it is funny for someone who always blabs about everything. um, I took a quiet second and then something inside me, something that I don't even know if was part of me said, because it scares the living lights out of me. (laughs) So as I stand on the platform, I take the first step. And it is funny, once you've taken that very first step, you are still upright, you are still standing up, but you have no way to go except for falling. And as I take that first step, the fear flies away, and the excitement rushes through every cell of my body and kind of reminds me of the first time I went skydiving, and I came back with a smile so big my friends were worried that the top of my head was going to fall off. (laughs) A couple years later, I am working in New York City, and we're doing a stunt where um, a stunt driver is driving a city cab, and the special effects team blows off the doors of the stunt cab, and the doors go sliding, and the smoke pours out of the stunt cab. And without us seeing a little old actual real cab driver in New York going down next street, notices this big explosion and the doors flying over and this and the smoke coming out, and he rushes over to the thin cab without seeing the cameras that are on the sidewalk. and And it is the most amazing sight to behold. The man must be probably, I'm guessing, in his 60s, if not 70s, and he's a tiny little being going faster than most marathon runners I've ever seen run, and he runs into the cab to grab the driver and pull him out. And and I smile. I think that shot probably cost production a million dollars or so to reshoot. (laughs) But you cannot help but be amazed by this being that risked his life from all that he could see to rescue another being Like looked like he could use some help. And I know that there is absolutely nothing in the career as a stunt performer that I could do or anyone else in stunts could do that would ever compare to that. And and I realized that being brave is usually not about jumping off the tall buildings and not about being chased by pretend bad guys shooting pretend bullets at you. It's usually much more about waking up each morning and knowing that something somewhere is wonderful happening and that you can be part of it. So later on in your life, you're not chased by dreams that could have been only if you were brave. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's Where and jeans. That was a Stoop story from DeVille Mark about why bravery means more than just doing the scary things. We have more information about the Stoop Storytelling series, including live events coming up and the Stoop podcast at the On the Record page at wypr.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Hope your weekend is bustling.